This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 159 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Turning the tables around two. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. Uncle Jimmy's Brand Products at uncle-jimmys.com. And Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenn the Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well, Helena, did you survive, Irene? Yes I did. Uh, my horses did. My family did. We are fine. In fact, uh, we're fabulous. Well, good. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, Helena's on the very coast of Rhode Island, uh, right near the ocean. So we were a little concerned that if that storm had gone the way it was supposed to go, it would have come right over your house and plucked it up and brought it to Kansas. We, yeah, we got very lucky that the, the storm traveled to the west of us. And actually, who thought that the hurricane would stay so powerful over land? Usually it breaks up, you know, when it, when it right. hits land. Right. But it kept on keeping on. And thankfully, uh, you know, we caught, the, we caught the eastern edge of the, the storm. And funny thing is the eastern side of the storms of hurricanes usually have the highest or strongest winds. So we had plenty of wind, but not really a lot of rain. Yeah, but you guys ended up without power anyway, right? We did because, you know, part of that is the strength of the storm and the other part of it is the fact that Rhode Island just doesn't trim their trees around the wires. Right, which is a problem <laughs> that happened in Connecticut and most of the New England states. They have tons of people without power. Because yeah, and we have, we're so, our, we have so many trees that it was really, it's very dense up here in New England in terms of, you know, our trees are, our streets are tree-lined. And that comes from, there's a whole history about the tree-lined streets. Um, but obviously, the you know trees and power lines don't mix, and that was really the big thing is that you know the branches interfered with the power lines, pulled them down, et cetera. So, so you guys survived. How many days were you without power? We were out uh, without power for just two days. Oh, we and didn't starve to death or anything. We didn't starve to death, and but you know, I went on to um, I went onto the internet and I did some Google searches on how to prepare for a hurricane when it comes to horses and whatever and there was a couple of good sites and i found a great list from the horse.com on some things to do beforehand and i did most of them and honestly it we were not we were barely inconvenienced because of following those tips well and most people don't you know water is a big thing and a lot of people don't realize how much water you actually need to set aside for your horses you know for your horses or just even washing your hands i mean we have because we're in the country we have well water and obviously our wells, we, we don't have a hand pump. Our, the water comes up into the house from an electric pump. And um, so, you know, even just going outside and coming in to grab something to eat, you had to wash your hands. Well, you couldn't do that if there's no water. So we had, uh, I bought 
garbage pails, plastic garbage pails and uh, from a local home supply store beforehand and filled them up just with water for things like that. You know, water for the dogs, the cats, washing your hands. Flushing the toilet. Flushing the toilets, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said before, I got this big 45-gallon plastic garbage bin for the barn, and I filled that up with water, and boy, did that come in handy. You know, you're amazed. And we used to fill up the bathtubs in the house. Um, we would fill up both bathtubs because that way we would have water. We used that water for the toilets and for washing. Right. We didn't drink it, but, you know, you'd use that for washing. And that that came in handy, too, because we certainly at the farm we were at, we had uh, periods of four to five days sometimes that were full power. And, and you really needed a lot of water. The garbage pan, the garbage uh, cans for uh, for out in the barn are a good idea. Because oh, they're it was cheap. They're easy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I got the kind that had wheels on the bottom. Yeah. Good idea there, too. And. Not that I could really move it. I was going <laughs> to say, you weren't moving it anyway. <laughs> well, you should have seen me trying to. I'm like, I just want to move it like five inches to the left because, you know, my obsessive compulsive disorder, everything has to be symmetrical <laughs> in the barn. I'm like, the garbage pail is a little bit crooked. Let me just try and move it. Water's and then of heavy, course, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very, especially 45 gallons of it. It's sloshing all over the place. I'm like, oh, here I am trying to close the barn up so it doesn't get rain. It doesn't get wet inside. And meanwhile, I'm making puddles because I'm trying to move the stupid garbage can. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad you guys survived and your legs survived through all of this. It was hard. Yeah, the legs survived. But, uh, you know, it was hard to be disabled when you needed to, like, go out and pick a branch up. Oh, and then my horses, duh, my stupid horses, they go out. So we have willow trees on our property everywhere. So there were willow branches all over the place. And my horses, did, I let them out on Sunday, um, like right around when the eye of the storm is going by. But it was it was pretty calm. It was just a little breezy. And they both of them proceed to chow down on the willow. Ah, candy. I'm like, no, that can't be good for you. So then Pi picks up a branch, a huge one, a willow branch, and starts to run around with it. (laughs) He's carrying the branch. (laughs) He's running away from me. He's kicking up his heels. He's totally like hurricane horse. But he didn't want to give he totally did not want to give up. A Labrador (laughs) in a previous life or what? (laughs) I'm like, you're an idiot. It's probably toxic. Go away. Horses will find ways to hurt themselves. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but that was the worst of it. Pie being pie. Well, I'm glad you guys are okay. We're very excited to, to we were very excited to get a message from you that you were doing all right. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're all right. Worried. I know my brother lives in Connecticut and is a volunteer fireman there and has been working ever since the storm. They just, he said, he estimates that 10% of the trees in Connecticut are down and 20% of the wires. 10% um, of the, oh yeah, uh-huh. You know, I, he said the wires just everywhere. And of course, when you're a fireman, you have to worry about that stuff. So, yep. Yep. so he's been, it's been bad. And, you know, you're, you should be able to wave to Vermont as, as it goes by here shortly on its way to the ocean down by your house. Yeah, no because kidding. It's, it's pretty much just flooding away. It's uh, so sad. I and, know. like, my hometown in New York, is uh, the rivers there have totally overflowed their banks. And houses, are, houses that were, have been along the river for years, I mean, like 75, 100 years, are being condemned because the water has just ruined them. Wow. And... Uh, this the, was a destructive storm. Are, I don't care what the press says. There are a lot of people affected by this storm. It, it really, and again, it's mostly that water damage. Um, well, and you yeah. know, there were forty people that died, and I saw a report today that, and I read this of all of them and how they died. It went through all forty of them. Okay. And how would you guess that most of them died? Heart attacks. No, 
I would have guessed drowning. Drowning, some did die by drowning because they got caught in their cars. And by the way, don't drive through deep water in your cars. Let's I know. start there. I know. Um, but most of them died from trees falling on them. Uh, one horse oh. fatality, actually. A guy was going out in North Carolina to feed his horses. Tree limb fell on him, killed him. Um, and that's oh, I how, read about that. They yeah. said he went out to feed livestock. I thought, oh, yeah. please let him. It was his horses, and Ugh. he was just walking to the barn when the tree limb came off the tree and crushed him. Uh, yeah. And then there were a whole bunch of people that died in their houses or in their cars of trees falling on them. Wow. Haven't you ever been in a thunderstorm? You're driving along the back roads and stuff, and you think about, you know, a tree could fall down here. All the time. Yeah. But I'm a freak like that, you know, I do, especially in the winter when the snow is really heavy on the trees, and you're driving down these back roads, and you're like, that branch could fall on me right now. And even that when we went out on Sunday night, we were dying for some hot food. So Sunday night, uh, we just drove north of here and, um, you know, we're driving through these back roads and I'm looking at these trees and I'm thinking, Peter, we should probably stick to the main roads because who knows when one of these branches is just going to drop itself on us, you know, and they don't do a good job of trimming the trees back from the road anyway. You know, maybe we should stick to the main roads. So we did, but you that's very... You know, all I kept thinking about was Amigo, the horse that had the tree branch. Oh, yeah, yeah. We covered him. He had a tree branch right through him. I mean, that wasn't in a hurricane, but you just like, you know, people are like, well, should you, you know, should we leave our horses in or put them out? And of course, you know, all the experts say it depends on your property. It depends on the storm. It depends on your barn. You built a freaking tank for a barn, so... Well, yeah, little did I know, this thing did not move, not a shingle out of place. And we did get to, I would say we got 75 to 80 mile an hour winds. So, you know, it was definitely hurricane force winds, not a shingle out of place. Wow. Well, not a shingle yeah, out of those place. guys, yeah, when, you, when you talked about how they were building it, you knew that that was going to be a substantial edifice. It, your, your house was going to go before the barn. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is, you know... I said, am I being just a little panicky? Am I overreacting to this? But I think that um, having never really been through a hurricane with my own horses at home before, I just didn't know what to expect. It was a new barn. You know, it's just like that first time. Well, what do I expect? So what do I do? How do you prepare if you have no idea what to expect? So I just, you know, you kind of say, well, we'll just tuck them in, lock everything up and pray for the best. Well, unfortunately, this time it worked out for you, and we're glad about that. Well, you know, we had a guest planned for today who, because of the weather, had to postpone as well. We'll, we'll be picking those up next, them up next week. So we were kind of cut short on what to do for today because we lost, you know, you lost a couple of days without power, and we lost our guests who were dealing with issues. So we thought what we would do is give you a little bit of a rerun today. If you're a new listener to the show, you will not have heard this before. If you're, an, if you're a loyal listener from day one, you'll have heard this uh, episode we're going to put out here. But we thought what would be fun, being that we just passed our three-year anniversary, is an episode that we did on August twentieth, two 2010, a year ago, with Kimberly Brown, our friend from Horse Capital Productions. She, uh, we were at the American Equestrian Trade Association together, and Kim was set up right beside us. And Kim came to Helene and I one day and said, let me interview you. Let's turn the <laughs> tables on you. Let's do a stable scoop show, only I'll be the host, and you guys aren't allowed to be. You have to keep your mouth shut, too. Well, she, she was kind of bossy, if you remember right. 
She was oh, she was good. She took control. I loved it. Yes, <laughs> she did a good job. So let's let's take a listen. What we're going to do is right after this commercial break, we're going to play for you in its entirety, episode number one hundred and five. The tables are turned. We called it, and it's an episode where Kimberly Brown interviews Helena and I and turns the tables on us. We hope you enjoy this. Helena and I will be back again next week for a new episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. We appreciate your patience this week in dealing with everything we have to deal with. And you probably just heard Helena breaking up there. I don't think her internet's totally back fine yet. So, yeah, you were breaking up a bit here and there. So uh, it's probably good we're doing it this way. And by next week, hopefully the town of Little Compton and the state of Rhode Island will be back in full swing. Have a great week, everybody. And for those of you that are affected by the the hurricane, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you, as well as those people affected by the exact opposite problem in Texas, the terrible drought they're having down there. So our thoughts and prayers are with you as well. Have a terrific week, and we hope you enjoy us getting grilled by Kimberly Brown. I'm Kimberly Brown with the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. And today we have two very special guests. I'm going to be introducing the innovator in equestrian marketing and retail sectors and a voice heard around the world. Supporter of the horse industry, originally from Pennsylvania, we have Glenn the Geek on the show. Welcome to your show. Hi, this is weird, Kim. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Great to have you on your show today. Bob, it's nice to be on your show. All right. Whose wonderful. show is this? <laughs> I can't talk. I haven't been introduced yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Our next guest on the show is Helena the Bumblebee, although her business card says Helena B. She's bright and smiling, and I don't know a lot about her, so we're going to get to know uh, your other usual host of the Horse Radio Network, Helena B. Hello, Helena. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah, we listen all the time. All right. So We're big you know, fans. <laughs> you've not tuned into the wrong radio station. You're here at the Horse Radio Network, and we decided to change the format today. I was the originally scheduled guest. I'm Kimberly Brown from Horse Capital Productions. We're going to talk about all the wonderful things happening at the Horse Radio Network. And we're going to get to ask all the questions that all of you always wanted to ask oh, of your hosts. And, and I have the feeling that my wife primed her, so we're in trouble. <laughs> she, has, she has paper in front of her. <laughs> she does. She has notes, and we haven't seen the notes. We're in deep manure. <laughs> you know, now I know what our guests feel like when we, we they say, can we have questions in advance? And we say no. <laughs> now I know what they feel like. <laughs> it's really hard not talking when you're not asking. Like, I have to just sit here and not open my mouth I'm spoken to. Okay. All right, Kim, sorry. <laughs> All right. So um, your minds must be reeling on what type of questions I'm going to ask. Yeah, we, so. we're kind of wondering, actually. This All is right. weird. Well, First of all, I have to know, know. Glenn the Geek, yes. where did that come from? It actually came from, we started the, the like second or third internet tax store, and we decided that that at the internet at, at that time was brand new, and people were just starting out, and everything was boring. So we thought we'd make our tax store a little more fun, and what happened was we had every description was funny. We changed everything to be humorous, and it really started taking off, and then we started adding more technology, and then everybody just started referring to me as Glenn the Geek because it was a geeky sort of site. So the, the, the yeah, technology. The technology, and it stuck. And then I started uh, Tack of the when I was with uh, Bit of Britain, and Glenn the Geek just stuck there too because that's a humorous site too. So that's how it that and just has always been that way. Okay, so for all the listeners out there, I do have to say Glenn's a pretty cool dude. 
<laughs> I always wanted to know how he got the geek terminology with that. So we'll still call him Glenn the Geek. I do not wear a pocket protector notice. <laughs> There's no pocket protector <laughs> <Anymore>. here. <laughs> but I do have to say, when we uh, changed the format of the show today, I was ready to go uh, sit on the other side. I wouldn't let her touch the buttons and dials. <laughs> so he had to draw the line there, folks. So. <laughs> Glenn the Geek, the control freak. And this is weird, too, because we're recording the show in person, which we don't usually do. You're we should explain. The show again. Kim, could you explain no, no, that? No, no. I, I you know. asked her to explain it. You, you can't. You're the guest. Oh, she runs the show. The show. <laughs> Sorry. I told you Sorry, that was going to happen. Sorry. Glenn the Geek, the control freak. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. It's no a joke. new tagline. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay, All right. Sorry. Helena, the Bumblebee, or just Helena B. How did that come about? Uh, um, How did that come about? I don't even know. Well, you know, I'm Italian. I'm from New York. And we, we, we always have our eyes open for who's ever going to come through the door. You, you just you don't want to be identified. So I didn't want to use my last name because you never know what gun-toting mafioso might show up my door <laughs> because I, I gave his product a bad review. So, uh, no, it, my, my last initial is, um, is B. And uh, when I was a little girl, my mother used to call me Helena B. I, I don't know where the B came from, but it was just Helena now, B. Helena the, B. Oh, I can't ask any questions. I thought so. she was no, busy as a B. And, um, and well, that too. And, and uh, well, no. Okay. My favorite book of all time in the whole world when I was a little girl was called The Casual Observer. And in it, there was a character named Tina B. And Tina B would just go and observe nature. She would be bent over a clump of violets, or she'd be watching a raccoon or something like that. And um, so her name was Tina B. And because it was my favorite, I think that's where the Helena B came from. Okay. So it was just a natural evolution to, uh, to convert my last initial into Helena B. That sounds great. We've always wondered, I have to say, so the listeners finally get the answer that they've been wondering about for so very long. Oh. Well, I wanted to ask you a couple of other things because we want to get to know the personalities and all the true nitty-gritty behind our favorite hosts. So, Glenn, I have a special request. I'd like to know... I don't dance. Well. <laughs> this is almost like a game show. <clears throat> I, okay. I wanted to do really a uh, go around and get a list of, uh, of questions from some of your favorite people that you've interviewed and just be able to open them up here and, um, you know, ask them right on the air without any uh, preview of what the questions were. But instead, um, this is almost like the, uh, the honeymoon show where your wife has submitted a question. Oh, no. That's bad. And she would like to know, what were you wearing when you met your wife? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, that is kind of a famous story, actually. I was wearing a dress and tights. Um, I actually was. I was. We were at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, and we were both uh, actors there. And I was, I was playing a town crier. And so I had a tunic. I was all in costume. and had a tunic and tights and stuff. But I had another title. See, I was actually, the, officially, they, they dubbed me that year the town crier and flirt. So my job was to ring my bell and lead the way for the queen and all that stuff. But it was also to flirt with every girl that came through the door was my job. That was and your job. That was my job. Sure. And, and those yep. days, 20 years, 25 years ago now, AIDS wasn't such a big thing. So we actually had, as part of the cast, kissing wench and a kissing squire that would charge a dollar for a peck and five dollars for a french kiss and <laughs> i know and this was ha- they made more money those two all- i have a that funny is, story this is about supposed to be a g-rated <laughs> they made more money those two they made hundreds of dollars doing that oh all day God. long well, yeah well now there's another there's a funny story to this so i met i did meet jennifer at the pennsylvania renaissance fair and i was wearing a dress and tights and, and i was all dressed up with my bell and all that 
this is how I met her father for the first time. Now, you got to picture her father. You've met her father, I believe, haven't you, Helena? No. No. He is a fiery Viking redhead, okay, who has the personality of a fiery Viking redhead. So we've got Glenn the Flirt yes. being the fiery Viking redhead. Well, we decided that father. it was a couple of weeks into the fair. We decided, Jennifer and I, my wife and I, we decided we had never kissed before, and we decided that we would challenge the kissing squire and the kissing wench to a kiss-off. So Jennifer and I, in the middle of the square with hundreds of people around. And your father there? We didn't know. We didn't know he was there. We had no idea he was even oh in the park that day. So we go up, and Jennifer and I, this is our first kiss, and then the kissing squire and kissing wench are kissing each other, and the contest was how long we could, who could kiss the longest. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. And right so now. we did. We actually did. We won the contest, and everybody cheered and clapped and everything, and then out of the audience walks this guy and comes up to Jennifer and gives her, gives him a gives her a big hug. I had no idea who he was. It was her dad, and that's what he saw. That's what he saw me first, was kissing his <gasps> girl in the middle of hundreds of people. And if I remember right, it wasn't a peck on the like cheek Jennifer's Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> my wife's blushing now. Like a, <laughs> so originally from Pennsylvania, now living in a secret location in Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> I know where it is. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah, That's well, great. Sometimes. All right, super. I'm not sure who got set up on that question, me or you. <laughs> You're blushing more All than right. me. Alina, I've got a, a you nice... weren't expecting that answer, were no, you? That was great. I, I, I like that. Um, our, I knew you did have a, an acting background with the theatrical yes. Shakespearean side. Okay, so Helena, I've got a question for you. Um, and this is actually more just a story to tell us. Okay. I'd like to know what your fairy, favorite fairy tale is. What's your favorite fairy tale? Oh, my gosh. I'm a fairy tale fan. My favorite fairy tale. I'm not very good at being on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you were making fun of me. I, you know what? I'll just make it my own. I like dragons and fairies and um, I guess... So I hear you like fairy tales that uh, have specific vegetables in them. Does that make any sense? Oh, the princess and the pea? Oh, okay. Princess and the pea. It's not my favorite fairy tale, but it does describe me. Okay. I'm very sensitive. I, I just... A little I'm, emotional. A little emotional. No, I, I... I'm getting some help from the peanut gallery. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Glenn and Jennifer tease me all the time because I'm super sensitive about my tack, about... <laughs> Glenn's giving me the. He's, he's watching. <laughs> Glenn is watching my lips to see how far from my microphone they go. <laughs> two okay. inches. It's supposed to be two inches, is but you see, I, I talk and I move, and if I go over here, I have to leave my mouth in front of the microphone. Okay, so the princess and the pea. Everybody, does everybody well, know why this? he's watching you do that? He can't watch me press the buttons. <laughs> oh, she's going to be my new co-host. Yes, yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> now, we have a laugh track. <laughs> we don't need one. We're doing it for you. My mouth hurts. Well, I'm just I'm I'm sensitive, very sensitive to things bunching and pinching and chafing and okay aggravating me. And so when I when I shop for tack, like you know britches and stuff, they can't bunch. Has to be the right fit. Otherwise, it bothers me, and, you know, your socks have to be... I'm a little OCD. My socks have to be, like, seam side up, and they can't... Uh, they have More than a little OCD the there, Kim. on the left, and the right has to be on the right, because... I'm. You know what? Okay. We're adjusting the microphone. Thank Helena's you. Helena's new at this. No, not we. Who? Who's adjusting the microphone? Glenn the Flirt is adjusting the microphone. Glenn the, Glenn the Geek, the control freak. <laughs> Glenn the Flirt. So... 
<laughs> yeah, so when I, I, uh, I shop for things, it has to be very smooth, practical. I'm like the close contact queen. Can okay. we go from Princess and the Pea to, to the, the close, close contact, contact queen? <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about products because um, where are we today? Yes, we are at the ADA International uh, Trade Show, which is in the King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. We're recording down here for the Tack and Habit Show. Glenn always says ADA because he can never remember what the letters are. Tack and Habit Show. Now, wait a minute. Stable Scoop Radio Show. Yeah, we're on Stable Scoop right now, but we're actually recording Tack and Habits down here. Right. And uh, we're, we're doing a lot of recordings with manufacturers and, and with new products coming out for the fall. Right. Okay. It's the American Equestrian Trade Association. And yes. I, the reason I want to say those, le- that those words out loud is because I, I'm, I think it's a great organization. Um, that it, it is. Now, I do want to jump in and say um, don't jump in your car and drive here right away because this is a... It's private show for wholesalers right. and buyers. So right. this it's is to the, the trade. Pre- yep, this is the preview of what's going to be in the tax stores next season. So, Helena, you can uh, check out the products that are not going to bunch or chafe or rub <laughs> yeah. or pinch or bind or any of those other qualifications that you have. Right, binding, that's so, another one. Right, yeah. Binding, binding's a problem. No binding. So, um, and no wedgies. <laughs> Wedgie free. Hey, for anybody out there that's listening that wants to create a new product... Come up with a wedgie-free undergarment. I think Piper Line. I'm not it. even going there. I'm just letting this all alone here. I'm just. I've been in enough right. trouble this well, weekend. I can't keep up with uh, the portions of the shows that we're doing while we're here. So why don't you tell me about uh, all the different shows that you have here at the Horse Radio Network? Because they keep growing and expanding, <laughs> and they're very exciting. Well, we, we actually have eight shows right now on the Horse Radio Network. It started out with just Helene and I doing Stable Scoop. We've told that story many times for yep. fans. Then I, then Chris Stafford came along. She called me one day, kind of a funny story. She called me out of the blue and said, I see you're doing this radio thing, and I'd like to help. I think I could, I know a lot of people, and, and I could do a show on eventing, because Rolex is coming up. We should just do an eventing show. And I said no, and then she called back, and I said no, and then she called back. And we finally, she begged me to go to lunch, and she offered to buy, so I went to lunch, because you know me, Helena, it's, it's all about, about the food. food. <laughs> it was free food, so that was even better. Even better. So, and then she talked me into it. She said, let's just do an eventing show. There's four months to Rolex, and then we'll, we'll just quit. Okay, so we but, did... Yeah, well, but I see here you've got the uh, eventing shows, the regular show. Yeah, yeah, actually. It's almost two years old, too, and uh, we kept it going because it was so popular. It just took off. It was great. It was a lot of fun, and then... That's a great guest. Yeah, so. that is. Yeah. Yeah, all oh, the top. another question I've got here for you, too, in a minute. So. Okay. Okay. I mean, there are the top names in the world. Now, I was co-hosting, and they're a dynamic bunch. Too. Yeah, they they're, are. They're, they're, they you get Boyd to Martin say. on and to do. <laughs> you good got a good show. <laughs> yeah, so we. So I actually did that show as a co-host for forty weeks, and then I decided I didn't know enough about eventing to continue doing it. So, so, here, so I, I bailed out. Idea. One of the things that you all need to start doing when you've got the eventing show, and then you're going to tell me about uh, dressage, dressage and, and jumping, jumping yeah, and some of the other shows that you have. I think one of the uh, first things you need to do at the beginning of each year is. Uh, Go ride in each of these sports. <laughs> Keep going. I'm listening. On, on a horse that's uh, maybe got some issues. And all of the things that you've learned over the past year by interviewing all of your guests, we need for you to uh, you know, walk us through a lesson on that horse and uh, give us your real take on uh, what it's like. So that when you're interviewing the guests for eventing and they talk about how they had to... Uh, you know, go through that water jump, and it was just a really tough time, and the footing just wasn't very good, and they crashed and burned in the, in well, the water, know, but they got back up and, you know, Kim, kept I on could, training. I can do radio shows with broken bones. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what do you think I spent three years horse shopping for? <laughs> I bought a horse. So they so didn't that do all that stuff. Show, <laughs> we could try a little something. Right, right. So now normally we'd say, let's put Glenn on a really nice horse. Alina, you know, you're a good rider. We could put you on a good horse. But I think we should uh, shake things up a little bit and, you know, put you on the one that's the uh, dirty stopper at the jump and see how that works out. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. We take Although, good care of you. Okay. That's let's, Jen's job. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was. It was your job. All right. So we've got the eventing show and Chris Stafford, the host of that show. Yeah. And then she's hosting two more now. We added shows along the way. We added the dressage radio show, which I have to say, of all the audiences out there, the dressage audience has been the most dynamic. They have been the m- most active uh, members of the listening audience with emails, and, and they just have taken to that show. And I think partly it's because, too, she has some excellent co-hosts. Lisa Wilcox, Debbie McDonald, they're top names in the dressage world. Yeah. And, and she really, and Heather Blitz, and, you know, just all the people that have been on that show in uh, the dressage community really has gathered around that show. It's been it's been very interesting to watch and and a lot of fun. And the jumping show just started actually uh, about uh, fifteen episodes ago, I think. That's it. Yeah, it's only fifteen oh. episodes okay. since the jumping show, so that's still gaining legs and gaining an audience. And that show's a little different. We do a lot more on training and teaching on that show than we do the others, right. um, because you know jumping really applies to more than just. Show jumping. It it's, does. It's eventing and, and uh, hunters and, you know, the whole thing. Fox hunting. Yeah, I hear you fox, fox hunting. hunter, Helena. I was. Was? Back yeah, I'd like day. to be again. I, I currently live in an area without a hunt. But I think I'm just going to make my own. I'm just going to start my own. <laughs> you get your own pack <laughs> in. It's the perfect hunt country without a hunt. I, you don't own a hound dog. You own a big 300-pound uh, beast. She's not a beast. I'm going to tell what you. What type of dog that. do you have? I have a, a female St. Bernard named Bella. Wow. But I've always had big dogs. What's uh, that? That's a good dog. She could be the whole pack. You could and she's her. A, take her out hunting. I know. We call her a pig because she, she sticks her nose in the ground and she... <laughs> She snorts like she's hunted for something. <laughs> probably moles and little critters. And I don't think though. at her current size, which is probably more like 150 pounds. Yeah. Uh, at her current size, I don't think we have to worry about killing any foxes either. <laughs> no. no, she doesn't want to kill anything. She just wants to. She's really a big lap dog. She's okay. a, a great dog. Well, you do know that uh, all of our horse hunters here, well, I shouldn't say all, most of the horse hunters have dogs as well. So maybe at some point you think about doing a dog, a dog show. show. Yeah, we have. Four horse hunters. Oh, there you Ooh. go. That's a good idea. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't there think you about go. that. I, you, yeah. but the only thing is, like, we, it can't be the Jack Russell show because I, 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 I can't do little terrier dogs. I had to, people <laughs> to know, I, and, and I think a lot of our regular listeners know that yeah. um, for uh, I put myself through college, and uh, to do that, I worked for um, small animal veterinarians for four or five years, and um, and that's where she became a real fan of the Jack Russell. Uh, I I got bit by more little dogs than big dogs. I mean, the big dogs are never a problem. All horses the, will kick, all dogs will bite. All dogs, if they have teeth, they will bite. That's right. And I say that, too. Absolutely, that. Does absolutely. Does he bite? Does he have teeth? Okay, so for ideas for future shows, there we go. Uh, there right, we go. So back to the jumping show. So that's rolling along pretty well. And then uh, we've got uh, Horse Tip Daily. Tell me about that one. And right after this commercial, I'll help you out here, Kim. And right after this commercial from one of our fine sponsors, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the rest of the lineup here on the Horse Radio Network. 
Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. All right, well, welcome back to the show, everybody. We were just getting ready to talk about the Horse Tip Daily Show. Well, I decided I didn't have enough to do with all the other shows we had in the network, and at this point, I was still editing all the shows myself, too. I was doing all the editing and putting up all those notes and everything. It was just, it's just, it was just me doing that part, all the production. And so we decided to do a daily show called Horse Tip Daily, which is a little fun show, about five, ten minutes long. That's a different tip from a different expert in the horse world every day. And some big names and some, you know, some people you've never heard of that just have great information. And that show right now, in the number of downloads, has ex- finally exceeded Stable Scoop. But it really? should. It's a daily show. So wow, there's a lot okay. more so episodes. It gets, yeah. 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 five times. Right. Let me ask about uh, your downloads and the audience that you have. How many countries are receiving? Uh, 42 countries right now. We have listeners in 42 countries. Now, some okay. of those little countries may only have one. But, but that's okay. That's okay. Right. There. Um, our biggest countries are the United States, obviously. Right. Um, Canada, second. Okay. And then third is the U.K., all right. Uh, all the countries over there in the United Kingdom. And then Australia and New Zealand are fourth. Really? And then a surprising uh, up-and-comer still is Israel. And I didn't even know really? they had horses in Israel. I was That kind of surprised me. I, Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot more. They I don't know where they're in Israel, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, from a horse community standpoint, that's uh, definitely gaining ground. And how about South America? South America, there are some, not as many as you would think. Um, we actually have Africa. We have quite a few of the countries, South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, there are a lot of horses really in South growing. Africa. Yeah, there the is. community. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so. well, when are you going to start broadcasting in uh, multiple languages? Uh, well, you know, the nice part about the horse world, I have an answer for that. The nice part about the horse world is that most people that compete in the horse world or are actively involved in the horse world speak English from around the world. Okay. So the answer to the question is not soon. <laughs> We do acknowledge that English is not the most widely spoken language in the world. We do understand that. However, it's the most widely spoken language in the United States. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's your most widely spoken language. Yeah, being I speak no other languages, that's, it's our most widely spoken language. All right, language. fair enough, fair enough. Okay. All right, I've got on here Western. The Western radio radio show. we wanted to do, Helene and I kept saying we needed to do it, didn't we? Yes, well, we, and we got a lot of requests for it. Yeah, we, we kept getting emails saying... A lot of your email requests. Yes. Email, voicemails. Okay. You, you, not, you know, knocks on the head. Hence the H- Helena B. Yes. <laughs> no last name known. No. <laughs> but the problem we had, Helena Top and I secret. talked about, is we knew... we. Neither one of us were qualified to do a Western show uh, you know, properly. <laughs> properly. Well. We do Western on our show here in Stable Scoop, but it's, you know, we do episodes on it, on Western topics. But, but we knew that we couldn't lead the pack in a Western show. Right. So how'd you go find your host for that? Well, that was interesting. We spent about six months trying to find two good hosts for that. But, we, but wait a minute. But we know. Because, well, we were thinking about it, but then we did um, a so she Western says, no, topic. no good hosts. Right. Well, and my my mind is like a sieve, so Glenn probably correct me, but the way I remember it is that we had 
Jimmy K on for an episode of Stable Scoop to talk about rodeo. Well, and we loved her so much, and Alan, yep. and we loved them so much. Said, "Gee, wouldn't they make great hosts?" Yes. And then we, okay, yep. well, here we are again. Yeah, and that's how that's how they they came about, and they are terrific hosts oh, for that show. We, when we listened to them, when we listened to their first show together, we just we got the chills because we thought, "What a perfect!" It just, just it doesn't happen that easily. That's those great. Two dynamic. They've got the expertise. They've got the personalities. They've got the knowledge. And he's the, got that great big deep announcer voice. He you does. know, yeah. and okay. he sounds. Sounds very Western, Southern, Western. Yeah. Yeah. When do we hear the uh, Western show? When can we download that? That's just every week. It comes every out week. on uh, Tuesdays okay. every week, and it's right. at westernradioshow.com. And Super. it's about anything Western. It's sort of an all-purpose show like Stable Scoop okay. is, but in, in the Western world. Question here, and it's a, uh, it's a trick question. Oh. There's no right answer. Oh. I hate those. If you're given the choice between being able to keep your car or keep your horse... Which do you choose and why? Oh, my horse. Hands down. Hands down. Because I'll go. I want to drive everywhere on my horse. I mean, I want to travel oh, wait. everywhere on my horse. Okay. You want to travel everywhere on your horse. Yeah, I have okay. no problem going to the store. All right. And, you it's going to take you a long time to get home from Philadelphia on your horse. Oh, well, I'll just hop on the train. Yeah. If I have to go somewhere, <laughs> I'll fly. I'll get, I'll get okay, rides. Okay, all right. We're we are just, unruly guests, aren't we? just testing the water here. And, um, and Glenn, your answer is? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. And now my wife's over there cracking okay, up. Okay, Glenn the Geek, folks, is uh, going to answer this. Uh, you no, know, you, what you have to do? You have to ask him, can he give up his laptop? Or oh. his phone. Oh, that'd be tough. That'd his be phone tough. Or his right. laptop. Okay, Glenn the Geek remains Glenn the Geek. Helena yeah. has proven herself worthy of the horse industry because that is a question <laughs> now, that um, it was unfair a little bit. If you had said to me, <laughs> if you had said to me, would you give up your car or your carriage and your horse? Ah, that would have been tougher because I okay. do like driving better than riding. Really? Which okay. everybody knows. Know yeah, every I didn't uh, know listeners that. That to the show. Prove your worth as a horseman. <laughs> yeah. I okay. want to know if you're going to give up. Well, your, now. Your okay, gadgets. and I ask you that because I've asked that question to people at uh, economic conferences before and in some business meetings. And if I've got an audience that has part horsemen and part business people in the audience, and I ask that question, or I tell them uh, what my choice was. What was your choice? Uh, my choice was keep the horse. So I actually had uh, that dilemma in graduate school, and what I did was I said, well, gosh, you know, I've got this budget thing, and I either get to keep the car or keep the horse, and that's real simple. I'm going to keep the horse. The business people in the audience always shake their heads and they're perplexed and they don't get it. And it, they just cannot comprehend. And all of the people that are the true-to-heart, die-hard horsemen that love their horse more than they love their computer. Although Glenn is uh, the die-hard uh, radio host, I'll say. <laughs> they say, oh, well, that's simple. I will do whatever. I can find a ride. I can find something else. But I'm going to keep the horse because I can't replace that. You so. can't. You there can't you replace go. the feeling. It's like an essential vitamin. That's very, very true. Okay, so uh, we know that if given the choice between keeping his host chair and the buttons, he's going to keep the host chair and the buttons and get rid of the car. We'll be back. And get rid of the car. That's pretty good. You almost right. missed that one. <laughs> I did almost miss that one. We'll be right back after this commercial break. For over a year now, we've been telling you about all the cool things happening at Equestrian Collections and the variety and selection of products they have at fantastic prices. But today, we want to talk to you a little bit about their social networking and what a community they have built on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for Equestrian Collections, you're going to find that over 20,000 fans are now following Equestrian Collections on Facebook. And, and the reason is they have a dynamic community built over there. You know, on uh, most store sites, most company sites, 
on Facebook. We'll just promote product and things like that. That's not what happens on Equestrian Collections. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but mostly it's the community sharing pictures, talking about stories, asking questions of each other. It's an active, vibrant community, like a little forum right there on Facebook. Search for Equestrian Collections on Facebook or stop over to equestriancollections.com for all of your horse and rider needs. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We were just talking about horses, cars, computers, keyboards, and buttons that just really want to push the buttons. Uh, because you've got uh, a new logo here for the Horse Radio Network, and it is absolutely just a charming logo. Tell me about it. Shout out to Sherry at Orion Group in Lexington. We never really had a logo for the Horse Radio Network. All our shows had cool logos, but we never had a logo for the Horse Radio Network. It was just something that just never happened. So what happened was I called, I got this contact with Sherry, and I said, Sherry, I want a logo that when you take the words out and the letters out, you just look at the graphic, people know instantly what who it represents. And... Boy, anybody that hasn't seen the new logo can go to horseradionetwork.com and see it. She nailed it. She it's a just, happy logo. Oh, it just makes me just smile right it. away. And actually, yeah, when you look at it, it's uh, you, you do feel like just smiling. So. Yes, it is. And yeah, when you look at it, you, when you look at it, you know it's us. I mean, who else could it be? <laughs> it's just a, it's a microphone with a horse head, you know. But a cute, fun, and it's got the big eyes that really Stable Scoop started. Stable Scoop logos big eyes, yeah. And it really it represents that big eyes that yeah, we have because we. It's sort of, you know, I never thought about it. It, it. it really is the way we look at the horse world with big eyes. With big eyes. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. So. Well, how did you get into uh, horse radio, Glenn, the geek? It, we did a show, a little show called the Talking Equine Show yeah. years okay. ago. We did, I don't know, we well, did wait, maybe. How long have you all known each other? Oh, 10 years now? 10 years. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. We we lived when she actually worked. Helena actually worked with my wife at Myopia Hunt Club. Five years. And okay. Yeah, five years. Six well, years, maybe. How old so. is Grace? She was a baby. So seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. Okay. Okay. And they worked together at the Myopia Hunt Club and hunted together and all of that. And that's how we got to know Helena. And then when okay. I started the Talking Equine show, I said, Helena, you have to be part of this because of your personality. And, and they and liked me because I was the only sane human being yeah. within a 25-mile <laughs> radius. <laughs> that's the qualifications. So then when I started... <laughs> Crazy, when I wanted yeah. to do a show again, we had quit that one after a couple weeks, after a couple months. And then um, when I wanted to do a show again, I called up Helena and I said, "We got to do this little show. It'll be fun." Talked you into it, and it didn't take much. No, didn't and uh, then it all progressed from that first episode. We get. Uh, do you we were pretty bad though in the first episode. I loosened back. It was like, oh, I was. Oh cringing. my god! Do you remember that you had to redo David O'Connor's interview? Oh, oh, oh this is a story. Oops. First yeah. interview, I thought it'd be great. First show, first interview that we could get David O'Connor on. Way to start it, you know. Way to really get it rocking and rolling. We, I accidentally deleted the interview before we got it published. The whole interview. We, we did it. To, it was like an hour long. I had, had to, to redo call David, David O'Connor and ask him to do it again for an hour. Wow. And so he you got did two it. hours of his time. He did it. That, that is phenomenal. Okay, well, I'm just going to... He hasn't talked your, to me uh, since. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> right? well, I was getting ready to say that might have been your best guess. <laughs> certainly your most... Uh, <laughs> we had Jimmy Wofford on. We had some really... Everybody wants to know who your best guest is. He's been your worst guest. Worst guest. Worst guest. You know, we we have such an, a fun outlook on oh, life. Oh, good. Well, grief. worst in what way? Yeah. Like I don't worst think we can actually in, say. Whatever. Which one just 
shook you up, made you sweat, without naming them. Tell me about the interview. You know, that's funny, too, because we don't, I don't, and then I'll find out who they are later. No, I'm just kidding. I got nervous with Gina Miles. Okay. I always say this. She nervous. was my favorite guest and my and worst nervous. guest because I was starstruck. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm still like a 12-year-old horse girl, you know, so okay. when I run into, when I run into a manufacturer, when I, you know, look at a manufacturer who makes my favorite saddle, I get weak in the knees. <laughs> so, um... Gina made me nervous, but you know what? Then we started talking about, and I've said this on past shows. We once we started actually talking about right, horses, right? She's real. She's, just she's not, fun. It's great. Okay. And, and well, who, to see that goes back to the I best guest category. I, I don't want to know really about worst get. Guest. People want Sorry. to know. You know Sorry. what? What no. happens when things go wrong? What do you guys do with that? We edit it out. We edit it out. <laughs> we had guests. We've had guests who go on and, and on, on and on and on. on, and, yeah. on. And, yep. and, and there's ones who just drone, and they have sort of this monotone voice. And you don't know what to do with them. And, and it's kind of hard. And they, they really have good things to say, but they're sort of hard to listen to. Okay. And then so. you have guests who are great to listen to who just can't shut up. And because, okay. just because they're so excited. And so it's a little awkward. You just take their microphone away? to have to, No, because we're all remote. Right. So we okay. can't, we can't say... Cut. We can't go, give them. Yeah, we're on the phone. I'm losing with them, signal. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we can't give them those nonverbal cues. I had to use that one. Time. I hadn't right. thought about that one. <laughs> so we do have to sort okay. of talk over them. Over All right. That, I wouldn't well, say the worst guest, but that's okay. a little difficult. Difficult. Okay. Well, let me ask you this because everybody wants to know when you're producing a radio show and you're putting it together, and you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight yep. shows. And you have all these people to interview and all this equipment. How do you pull it all together and know how it's all going to fit in a week? Because it's just constant, nonstop, every day, every week. And well, it goes and goes and goes. The fortunate thing about that is our co-hosts, uh, the hosts for the shows, all do it themselves, actually. They pull their guests together. So they, they do their shows, right. and they actually have all the equipment now to record their shows. And then it goes, we right. i got to give a shout-out. So we, we serve to, as producer yeah. as well as host. Right. So yeah. what's the hardest part with that? Because people think on the radio that you know you just show up, and you talk, and you have a good time, and then... And you, you know, actually, the, har- the most time-consuming part of this whole process is post-production. Post-production. Yes, after okay. we get the, the, the interviews in and the sound files in, we have to put it all together. And thanks to Brian and Kat, who are a couple that are live in Lexington that do all our editing. And they actually put all that together. And then we have to get it posted on the websites and all the social okay. media sites and all of that actually and takes longer than he's going to edit the show. out the questions. That's that when we edit didn't. out. That's right. That's when we edit Kim Brian out of this whole Kat conversation. Of, wait, Brian and Kat have a sense of humor. <laughs> They do. So, you know, they <laughs> we're going to have a good time with and this for Anybody sure. that doesn't know, in. if you didn't hear last week's show with all the bloopers, at the end of every Stable Scoop show after the music plays, Brian and Kat put Helena's bloopers at the end. Because I always bloop at and, the end of the show. And I never have any because I, I, I pay them, so they don't put mine. <laughs> well, he Glenn sets me up. I didn't know that. I'll have to listen past yeah. the closing. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's like at the good movies, you know, when you go in the movie. That's right. That's and then correct. you wonder why everybody's sitting there through all the credits and all the credits, and then at the end you get the good stuff. You do get That's the good right. stuff. So, yeah. All right. So your blooper show. Yeah. What was the best part about the blooper show? Oh, I surprised blooper. her. <laughs> she didn't know about it. He d- no, I, and I laughed. I, and I, you know what I said? I listened to it on the way down here in the car, and I said, we're pretty funny. <laughs> but, he, but I realized that you set me up so big, because the ending of Stable Scoop, I'm sorry, it's just lame. You know, we're supposed to say, we'll be back next week with the scoop. Well, it's just sort of... Just there, yeah, the scoop. Is, yeah. So I try to kind of dress it up. And, I, uh, you know, I'm good at some things, but I'm not good at that. I can't be creative at the end of a, an episode. And so we invariably end up with some really silly things. Okay. Well, I think we've gotten a pretty good scoop today. Yeah, see, she tried it. You can't. Scoop is lame. You can't. <laughs> we got, we've gotten the scoop. It's just like a cheesy pun. Yeah. Which you, is you our can't. whole network. Kind of a cheesy pun. Yeah. Yeah, when That's you think about line. it. Yeah. 
listening to the horse. The leaders and cheesy pun. Okay, this is how it's all designed, just on the fly, ad hoc. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's what makes us successful. That's because true. Because horse people don't do scripts. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be right back after this commercial break. At Kentucky Performance Products, quality assurance is a key ingredient found in every product they sell. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards and certified facilities. Their ingredients are sourced from highly reputable suppliers, and their formulas are fixed to ensure consistency in each bucket. So what does the promise of quality assurance mean to you and your horse? It means you can trust that when you purchase a supplement for Kentucky Performance Products, you will see the results that you expect and the quality that you can count on. They guarantee it. Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Okay, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, During the break, we've been uh, discussing who's going to be asking the questions (laughs) and what we're going to be talking about. And And um, Kim is taking charge again. Guest host of the show today, sitting on the side of the table without the buttons, but that's all right. (laughs) She wants those buttons. She she does. She's going to smack her hand soon. (laughs) All right. So, I've got a question for you, Helena. Can you tell me all about your horse? Oh, come on. We hear about her horse every You're week. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I love my horse. I love That's both great. my horses. I have two horses. You have two horses. I have two horses. I have okay. a 14 three-hand quarter horse named mm-hmm. Zeke. Okay. And um, he's a rock star. He's doing pony camp right now. Oh, good. For, yes. All and right. the kids are loving, so How loving old him. How Zeke? Zeke is 17-ish. Mm-hmm. And, um, Used to be a fox hunter? Used to be a fox hunter, and before that, he was a lesson in camp horse. Yep. And before that, he had um, the vet thinks that he was a cutting horse. Yes, because he's got yeah, yeah. he's got <laughs> the jewelry for it. He's got the jewelry for okay, it. Okay, all right. So he had a full career, and then um, as if you're a regular stable scoop listener, <laughs> you all know that I have an eight year old Arab uh, saddle saddlebred cross. standard bread cross okay. saddlebred. <laughs> I hate when that. You know what? That's like when somebody calls a, New show, a male everybody, dog. Breed show. I, when my husband, call, we have we have a female dog, and he always calls her he. I'm like it's a girl. I mean, I know it doesn't really matter, but it does. So uh, you love your two horses. I do. They're I do. great. Yes. You guys have been doing radio shows together forever, and uh, you guys still got to talk about standard bread versus saddle bread, and, yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> and get all that right. I, and, and 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 I know how to push well, your this buttons. Is how, okay. Okay. This is this is where it, it's the whole horse radio night horse radio network thing started is jennifer and i used to sit when we worked together we used to sit in the feed room early morning and um over a cup of coffee and we would talk about the horses um you know the the buckets the grain the supplements the borders whatever it was but there was never um it was such a a um involved conversation it was just something that left us both so satisfied and got us through the entire day and um we thought, you know, we could sit around and talk about this all day long. And then Glenn... Here we are. ...is the talent behind that. He's the, the artiste. And that's kind of why I... so you guys just sit around and talk that's about... That's the politest name I've ever been called. An artiste? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get to sit around all day, talk about horses, and get paid for it. This that's is pretty the cool. best job Wait, in the world, exactly. actually. And, and that's what... So it was like, you know, Jen and I... How can we make money them? doing this? Right, right, right. <laughs> so we would work with okay. horses, and we would, get, we would talk about them all day, and we got paid for it. And so we thought, well, let's recreate that without all the drama. Okay. 
Yeah, well, you can tell by the logos and the names of the shows that everybody's having a good time. They care about horses and they care about the people. And we want to send a thanks out to our other co-hosts that aren't here today on all the other shows who we've mentioned here. Can they I do interview it. them next time? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I want to see you try and interview <laughs> Chris sometime. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. Let's see how we need to turn the tables on Chris sometime. That'd be we fun. We can do that. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> she's been an interviewer for 40 years. I don't know if she's going to be able to turn that around. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun of it, for sure. Yes. So, Kim, you'd okay. be a good one to do it, too. Right. We'll have to, we'll have to do that. I'm going to call her absolutely. later on today and say, you're next week. Cancel your guest. He's Kim's coming excited. on. He's Kim's coming on the show. We can do that. It's absolutely. not easy. I'll call her up and say, you're fired for a week as host. Oh. <laughs> we have a new one. We know I like to stir the pot, but uh, <laughs> we'll Look, she doesn't want to take Chris on. <laughs> She's a I'm tough a cookie. Leader. She is a tough cookie. I like it. I, like I will interview Chris Stafford anytime. Absolutely. She is a phenomenal woman and uh, definitely uh, knows a lot about the industry. Yeah. She and is I'm going to ask her. And I could give you some wait questions minute, for wait. Chris. I already know what I'm going to ask her. I want to ask her who the uh, worst guest was. Oh, yeah. you will. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's very politically correct. Yes, That's she is. going to be a tough one. I know. I know. Again, you know, without naming the guest, tell me what happened. Well, what and then, would happen um, if we said... Joe Schmo was the worst guest. You know ever. what we need to do? Come in, I mean, you know what we fun. You know what we need to do? <laughs> no, I'm just is this is what we need to do. We really need to get all the co-hosts together on one show and have you interview you be the interview of okay. all of us in one show. Can you imagine what a riot that would be? We can do that. We can make it like a game show. <laughs> Oh, a game show. A game That'd show. even be better. Okay, for points. <laughs> and um, the, bell the, will be the bells and buttons girls. Yeah. All right. So, how many people have you all interviewed here oh, today? I, well, we we actually counted show? it. It was 178 on the Stable Scoop show. Okay. And on last week's episode, the blooper episode, okay. I actually recorded and listed every one of them. I... I I recorded every one of them to music. Really? And we put it at the end of the show. It took three and a half minutes for me to say all the names of the people that were on that the show. That is fantastic. Yeah. So we're going to, so we're starting year three. Yes. Of Stables. This episode okay. is year three. This, this is, and this is a great way to start it. Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. This Thank is you, very Kim. exciting. And uh, we're here at the AETA Equestrian Wholesale and Buyers Trade Show. Yeah. And I really appreciate you all letting me be the host of today's show. Oh, it was a pleasure. A, you did a great job. Announcement and of course, everybody can find the, the show notes at stablescoop.com. They can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And I'd be happy to be back on the show the next time to interview the other hosts as well. And thanks again for <laughs> You will be me. back. You I will, will be back. Yeah, okay. you did a terrific job. Let's give you a, a round of applause Thank for Kim. Good job. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with... Kimberly Brown. No, the scoop. The scoop. See, she even messes it up. I told you. It's we can't get the end right. All right, let's try this again. All right, we'll be back again next week with... The scoop. That's pretty good, Kim. Yeah. Right, say goodbye, Helena. Goodbye, Helena. Goodbye, Helena.